Do you talk with your animals? Do you know what they are trying to tell you? I've been communicating with animals since I was four years old, and what I have consistently witnessed is our animals want to be part of our everyday conversations and our extraordinary storytellers. Let me help you listen more deeply, a listening from the heart that opens all the doors to communication. What we learn from the animals helps us understand ourselves in a new way. On this episode, we discuss animal divine interventions. You know, those pivotal moments or events with animals that change our lives. Are they miracles? Do they have a mysterious quality? Or could they be extraordinary experiences contained in our daily lives? You'll hear a poignant story of Maggie, who in her passing changed the course of her person's life. And Alley Cat, who showed his mom that he really was a medical animal intuitive and saved her life. When an animal is in your life, pay attention. That means you've entered the spiritual construction zone. Please join me as we learn how to connect the dots of our lives and those of our animals. Let's get the conversation started. Hello, everybody. I hope it's been a good week so far. I hope it's been a good start of the month. You know, I've thought about it a long time. And of course, you know, I feel like I came from a a background, especially up until I was 25, of, of just like the crisis du jour and multiple and learning how to think on my feet, learning, you know, honing my intuition without realizing that's what was happening. But what is an intervention? What would you say? You know, I, I was thinking the various words I might use. Um, in my opinion, I think divine intervention, whether it's animal or an event that is just human related, is a pivotal moment for healing. Would you agree? I think that usually is what occurs because of it. Um, would you say that it's an event that changes the course of your life that maybe you didn't have control of and it can't be explained logically? So you have the divine intervention of that area. Is it a miracle? Is it uh, an encounter? Like I said, is it a pivotal moment? Uh, divine intervention, we, it sounds like pretty great, right? Like divine interventions are awesome. And almost this mystical kumbaya kind of feel to it. And they can be that. My question is, do you also feel um, that there also, it could be a, a tragic event or circumstance that changes the course of our lives? Have you have you looked within your own lives to kind of like do a, just a, I guess, a reflection on all the different things that have changed your life, all the things that maybe you were going straight and it turned you right. Life's like puzzle pieces, right? Oftentimes we just look at the event and they get locked into that event, especially if they're tragic. And we're like, this happened to me at this particular time and we don't understand it. But when understanding actually comes into, like we put all the puzzle pieces together, isn't it amazing that we can see where one thing leads to another, to another, and they're not all separate events that are just meant to confuse us or meant to, you know, keep us on edge. It's not just the happy, you know, chicken soup for the soul ones, although those are great and I've had those, um, but there's also the, those, those movements, those big pivotal moments in our lives that change our lives forever and 
I, I was listening oddly. I have a, I've known Sonia Shokat for years and I felt very just like hit, hit last night to listen. And she was talking about soul benefits and all the, uh, the things in our lives happen because, you know, it's for soul benefits. And I thought that's the perfect wording that I would use for today's show. What's the point of the divine interventions? It's for our soul's benefit. So I, I tip my hat to her for, for wording that so perfectly and jumping into our show with us. She's a great, great friend and, and wonderful teacher. So my question for you all, would you say divine intervention, a single episode, or does it leave continuing ripples throughout your life? In other words, does the energy keep rolling and changing and forming itself? Does energy actually really ever stop? Does it stop with our understanding of the event? Or does our understanding of the event, once we've put the puzzle pieces together, cause us to take, take another spiritual leap? which would be the energy continuing to form and move. And I always say energies, you know, it's, it's alchemy. It's alchemy. That's why it's super important for us to, in any event we go through, to allow whatever's coming through to move through so the energy can transform. And a lot of times when we have events and they're the biggies, and we, we park them at a certain age, or we park them somewhere, they will come back. You'll get an opportunity later in life to take another look at it because that energy is still very much alive and it wants to come forward as you're ready to. Maybe you weren't ready to process it back then, but it comes through when you're older. So would you say that animals are part of what we would term divine? If you say they're part of the divine, would you also say that they're collectively and individually in on it at some level? Like when an animal is involved in some of an intervention that you've experienced, do you suppose the animal at some level was in on the whole? Also, how do you recognize divine intervention? So how do you know you've like experienced that? Do we know at the time? Do we sometimes know at the time? Do we know years later? When do we know and how do we know? Would you say time slows down sometimes in these intervention moments? What about a soul flutter? Do you do a double take? Like what just happened? Wow. <laughs> Your heart will signal to pay attention. All animal divine interventions are tied to heart expansions. Hands down, no question, always. That is part of their blueprint is to help humans expand and unlock their heart, unguard their heart, take the walls away, <laughs> lead it to a little dog or little cat that comes in the brush or we see at a shelter or we see a photo of one, leave it to them because they're actually the masters at this. They're like, we've got this. We can help you. <laughs> so after an energy shift happens, the event's over, right? The, the big event. And sometimes we're left kind of in shock for a while over what happened and trying to process. The processing is so important. But I want to, the energy will shift into a new pattern. The energy actually will transform into a new pattern as you understand, as you grow in your perspective, as you open up to not labeling it as a 
maybe a, a horrible event or, you know, even a special event. I all, you know, I'm sort of like the Course in Miracles, every moment's a holy moment. So every moment's a sacred moment and has so much benefit if, if we're willing to, to live life and, and engage with it. So when animals especially are involved, everybody grows. It's the benefit, what I would call the divine nudge, comes in the form of our animals. And I always say, when animals enter our life or exit, pay attention. Your soul is on the move. Better put on your hard hat because most likely you've entered what I have always said is a spiritual construction zone. Any kind of entrance or exit especially is profound. No matter how it happens, it's, it's a profound story. It's a profound energy. So I want to share with you a story. This is Maggie. Um, losing Maggie rerouted my life. This is where you may need to pull out the Kleenex. So I'm, I met somebody who was telling me this amazing story of, uh, you know, an, a dog that came into his life that became a very beloved member of his, of, of his family. And to him personally, she was the biggest friend, the greatest friend. And then he met somebody and they fell in love. And so she loved Maggie as well. And so they kind of created this family together and they were planning to get married. They were planning to uh, build a future. Maggie was part of that. And so he was actually studying medicine at the time. So he comes home one day from, you know, school or work or whatever, and he sees the toter is open and he goes to close it, but he has to go out of the gate to do so. Maggie shoots out the gate, which she had never done before shoots out the gate and runs right past him and he, you know, whips his head to see it and she runs straight onto a busy street. So he drops what he's doing and he runs after her crying her name out, Maggie, Maggie, and she gets hit by a car and he sees that and she dies. And so he's in such shock at what happened. And so he goes and he picks her up and he carries her back. And about that time, his fiance is coming in and he doesn't even know what to say because he's crying. And so they're sitting there both crying and trying to process what just happened and not blame the other, obviously, you know, so that went on. And he told me that she absolutely transformed his life because right shortly after that, they started arguing a lot and they'd never really argued before. And, and they started really, really growing apart. And so they ended up separating after this. After a few months, it just was clear they were growing apart. And he decided to, they, they got rid of the house and they, you know, they, they went their separate ways. And he always felt drawn to acupuncture. And he thought, well, maybe I don't want to go in the medical field like I thought. And you know, maybe I want to uh, go toward acupuncture. So he started looking at that and he started studying it and he found out like he really, really, really enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. And, you know, learned all he could and actually studied women's health uh, in regards to acupuncture. And so then through that period of his life where he was in this new phase, he met 
another woman and fell in love with her. And then they ended up getting married. And now they have, they've started adopting children. The first one is um, one that was very, very special needs as, as a baby and went through withdrawal and everything. And so he's able to, you know, use his knowledge of acupuncture with his children now. And he said, um, it, you know, I wouldn't have thought tragedy would have been something that was helpful. So that's a huge intervention. It's a huge part where Maggie, Maggie was part of it. Maggie was part of the collective whole. And I wonder, have you ever had situations like this one? Do you, I mean, when I, when I feel into Maggie, she has a very distinct, yes, regal air. She has a regal air. She has um, very, very intelligent. And what I'm hearing from her is I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was doing. And you can look at it as, you know, well, that's so unfair. She had to sacrifice her life. She was part of it. She was, she was absolutely part of it. And she was glad to be part of it, glad to participate in helping another soul. What a gift in really sharing her soul in such a way with a human being because we're all connected. So that's, that's one area. So it's like the divine intervention with an animal is came in the form of a tragedy and, you know, messages and meanings and patterns are often seen from a distance. And he has, you know, he's now a, a very, very talented uh, acupuncturist helping many, many women, uh, very, very kind, very intuitive um, and very grateful for her uh, that she transformed his life and will forever understand animals now in a different way. Um, but, you know, sometimes, sometimes the meaning comes later. But do you agree sometimes the message is like right in front of you and you can't miss it? Like it's, it's, it's right there. And I want to tell you the story of Alley Cat, who is Joyce Murphy's. I spoke with Joyce a couple of years ago in a private session and we definitely talked about Alley Cat. He was very present and she was thinking about getting another cat. And he was like, I really do need to do some more work with her. There's more we have to do together. And it wasn't, no, you shouldn't get one. It was just a, kind of a nudge to like, hmm, wonder if I should put pause on this to see what it was all about. So Joyce apparently uh, decided to do just that. And, you know, he's, he's much older now. But he has taught her throughout the time she's been with him. Uh, she's, he's taught her patience. He's taught her so many deeper things. She shared that she's really glad she took that pause because it gave him time and it given him time to share some deeper understandings. And, um, you know, when we call somebody kind of an alley cat, just in general, we all have an idea, kind of an image in our head of what that looks like, right? It's just like a scroungy cat that runs around. And this Allie is so incredibly gifted. And I can't wait to share this next part of it with you. So recently I heard from Joyce and she was telling me how grateful she was to not jumped into it, that she really, she had developed on a deep level with Alley Cat and that um, 
he had been sitting with her and scratched her in a place that was just like he did you know she was like I don't know why he scratched me he scratched me and then he decided you know she she said that she it wouldn't heal like it kept being aggravated and aggravated and he I think had a very direct look with her too when he scratched her I think you know he always has kind of that direct look when he's trying to communicate like deeply with her so she finally got it looked at and it turned out to be something that it needed to be operated on. Alley Cat actually showed her where she needed to go seek help. He saved, according to Joyce, when she went to the doctor, he says, likely Alley saved your life. So we've heard stories of that, but this is such a direct piece of how the animals are always communicating with us. And he, they're trying to tell us something and he's an animal medical intuitive. So pay attention to when your animals are showing you different things, showing you um, odd things, especially odd things. So I hope you've enjoyed those two and you under, you know, you've seen the differences in the various ones. And we've all heard the, these are very much chicken soup for the soul types of, uh, interventions. So I'm going to run you through a quick uh, exercise just for your own, you know, just for your own use later. Uh, not sure that we can uh, affect this on a show or, or completely, but I call it connecting the dots. So I'm always looking into situations and seeing the uh, information, seeing the gifts that I can find in them, no matter what they are. And this is that type of, uh, this is that type of exercise. So number one, if you're doing this at home, you know, reflect on a life-changing moment with an animal or human, really, a pivotal event encounter that changed your life and perspective. For instance, like Maggie did with the acupuncturist. So what you want to do, um, you know, it could be something wonderfully amazing. It could be a, an event that wasn't a happy one, as we've talked about. Um, one is no more important than the other. So while the energy of an event is most charged when fresh, you often discover perspective later, as I've explained in my life and you all have shared in your life. Um, so it might be easier for the sake of the exercise to pick something that happened a while ago. And so the next thing you want to do is just be a reporter and record what you remember. Be as detailed as possible and tell a story. Just tell a story, let it get down on paper and just as much as you can remember. And then the, the fourth one would be, you know, I'm always like, take another deep dive into it. So this is four, three is that. Pull out any emotions, any insights, any possible messages that you remember from a when the event was taking place. So what I'm, I'm I'm suggesting is if you can jump back into that experience, see what you were feeling, be that like observer that you, you're watching yourself, see what you were feeling at the time, see what, how you were processing. Uh, were you afraid? Were you in awe? Were you, what were you doing? So, Take a look at all of those and list them. And then B, from your now perspective of it. 
would you look at it differently now? Would you pull out any different insights, possible messages or meanings? Is there any difference in the two? Maybe you understood it all when it happened. Maybe things have dropped in later as the event has had some time and distance. Can you see the gifts? From your new perspective, what clarity do you have, which is number four? Is there any additional understanding? Are you now able to see a more complete picture? I've had to do this many, many times in my life um, because it has been so confusing. And I've come to realize that there literally are gifts in every circumstance. And it's not that we, it's not that we ignore the tragedy. That's part of it. All, all of our feelings carry information. So if you have an energy of sadness waft through or an, an energy of memories that cause you to cry, that's information. The energy's coming through for a reason. The energy's trying to help you. It's not your enemy. And those waves can be like tsunamis. So I understand that. But when you can, I don't know, hold on and really look at them and, and see that they're coming through to help, let that energy move through. And then after what happens after is you have perspective and you have clarity that you might not have had before. So I have a special story. Um, it's a sweet, sweet, sweet bear story. So um, I was on a bike ride uh, and in a neighborhood that I frequent. So you see that? This, a neighbor caught this photo, and this is a cub that was up in a tree with a big jar on its head. It's like one of those, you know, um, ones you'd find at Costco. Uh, it was plastic, it, uh, like a big, big mayonnaise cafeteria type, you know, jar. And it had it on its head and couldn't get it off. And the curiosity with it, and this is an intervention story, by the way. Um, you know, the, the neighbor that saw it in her backyard had just come home from a trip being gone for two or three weeks. I mean, just come, came home that day. And within an hour of being home, she saw this in her tree. So she called another neighbor who does wildlife or calls wildlife uh, and has the numbers, basically. And she get, you know, they, they, the other neighbor too had just come home from a trip. So they call wildlife and no answer, no answer. They, the, the neighbor scrounges and tries to find anybody because it's, it's a desperate situation. It's real, you know, there's starting to be condensation inside that and the bear is getting frantic. The mom is super frantic. Uh, it's just one mom and, a, and, and the baby. And so they ended up getting a hold of somebody from the bear study who gave them the name of somebody else to call. So they call that somebody else. He answers. And it's after six or seven on a weekday night, he answers. And he says, you know what? I'm an hour away. I'll, I'll come. I'll try to do my best. So they're hoping they, have, they stay around. And by some miracle, the bears hung around. What he did was when he got there, they were both up on the deck that you see in that right picture. I don't know if you can also see that little bear print in there. It's really sweet. Um, but they were up on the deck. And so the mama bear and mama bears, trust me, are super protective. When I'm biking, I have great amount of respect for any bears, but especially mama bears. Uh, they, If they think you're threatening their babies, it's, it's on. So she literally saw the man coming because he had a, a dart that to, to get, you know, put the baby to sleep so they could get it. 
and and she backed down off of the deck and went and sat on the ground below. This was like two decks. She this was the higher deck. She got down and she went and sat, which is unheard of for a mother bear. Trust me. And he was able to, you know, shoot the dart in them, get get the little one down and proceed to get the jar off his head. Well, he couldn't get it. And he looks at the lady who's it's her house and her deck. And he says, get me some kitchen shears. So she ran and got the kitchen shears and he was able actually to get the jar finally off. And so then he administered the uh, the shot that would bring him back out. And, you know, you only have a few minutes, so it's, it's, it, you know, he comes back out very quickly. And when he, he came back out very quickly, the mama bear came up to the deck after it was all said and done to see her baby. It was an intervention on all levels that mama bear totally knew and was cooperating and everybody had to play their part. After this, the mama bear and the baby bear, they went down and he slept on the little stump and the mama laid right by him while he slept. And I don't know that you can see it well, but she's actually in that photo licking the place where the dart went in. Now, if that's not an intervention, I don't know what is. So we've run out of time. I have so enjoyed our time today. Our next show's already forming. The animals have already started lining up. I have some amazing stories to share with you. Please share your stories with me. We all benefit. Stories are meant to be shared. They're the gifts that we can give ourselves and others. Thank you for joining. I'll see you next time. Let's keep the conversation going. You've been listening to Tammy Soul Speak for Animals podcast. Remember to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Tammy Soul Speak for Animals, and like my Facebook page, Soul Speak with Tammy Hendricks. And if you want a private session, please visit my website at TammyHendricks.com. Thank you for joining me as we change the way we communicate with animals and each other, one conversation at a time.